This is Olivia LaRoche with Minnetonka Hockey, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, senior of the Minnetonka girls hockey team, Olivia LaRoche, joins the show. Olivia recently just committed to Sacred Heart University, where she'll be playing college hockey in the 2022-23 season. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Olivia, and how's everything going? Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great, you know, just getting ready for this upcoming season. Super excited to be playing one more year wearing the wearing the M. So that's awesome to hear. And how's your off season going so far? And have you done anything interesting, whether it's hockey related or non hockey related? Yeah, off season's been great. It's been it's been more more busy this summer, you know, because it's been a little bit lighter with COVID. You know, we had STP starting, which is our summer training program through our high school, um, and then I train a couple. Uh, couple days during the week in the mornings with uh, privates over at Minnesota Made, and and then we get a couple of scrimmage weekends in during um, during the season with uh, with our Minnetonka team which is which is fun getting the girls back together and playing some games um, and then uh, I got the opportunity to play at the 1617 national camp this summer which was an amazing opportunity and just learned so much from all those coaches and players um, that that played at national camp um, and then Oh gosh, Beantown. I went to Beantown, played out uh, out east, um, and that's when I visited Sacred Heart and decided um, to play college hockey there. Um, and then other things, you know, I spent a lot of time on the lake. We have Lake Minnetonka here, so that's a huge thing that um, that us high schoolers like to do. And then I also volunteer at Trout Lake Camps for two weeks in August, and that's a that's a church camp, a Christian camp that I volunteer at. I'm a leader in training, which is something I'm very passionate about and that I love doing. So it's been fun. Seems like a very busy summer. That's a lot of very, things. Yeah, very busy. How was Boston? I'm curious. I'm from Boston. So I don't know if you've ever been there before, but what do you think about the city? Yeah, no, I love Boston. I've been there, I think, three or four times now. And I have a really good friend that lives out there now. Um, but it's I love it. And I'm going to be so close. So mm-hmm. it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, no, because this year with the COVID restrictions being a little um, looser, looser than last year, it must have been fun to explore the city a little bit more than maybe previous yeah. times we might have been there. Yeah. Now, what is sure. the Beantown Tournament? I'm curious because I've never, I've just heard about it this year. Um, is that like where all the top prospects go to play and like get noticed by college scouts? Yeah, it's for sure a big one. Um, there's, you know, you know the OS uh, Prospect Futures Weekends that, that is here in Minnesota, but um, out east, you know, their big, their big one is Beantown. And um, I've gone there for the past, I think, three years now. And, yeah, it's a huge, huge uh, scouting tournament. And last year there were, weren't any scouts allowed at the, uh, at the tournament because of, you know, COVID restrictions in the NCAA, not allowing coaches to watch in person. Um, but yeah, it was big, and then it was right after national camp, so I got to see all of my like my teammates from from out east and from everywhere, and I got to see them again, which was super fun. And it's just, yeah, I think it's it's a really big scouting tournament, you know, for mm-hmm. the for the girls out east, and just to get seen by the eastern um, schools rather than the ones around here in the WCHA. So 
Now, what rink do you guys play at? Do you play at the one in Marlboro? I know that's kind of far away from Boston. Or is there one in the city that yeah. you play at? Yeah, it's it's a Marlboro, if I said that right. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I think it's called the New England Sports Center. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, no, that's where the Providence Bruins played uh, this past year. So I've played there a few times before. So I was just curious where it's held because I've heard it's held in Warrior. And then I've also heard it's held um, at Marlboro. So just was curious about that. Now, like uh, you kind of mentioned, COVID restrictions are a little bit more looser than last off season. So my question to you is with things opening back up at a slower pace, um, has that changed your approach at all during this off season? Um, I would say yes and no. I think that for sure it's helped having everything open back up because we get to all train together. We're not in separate groups, you know, like the USA camps and the HP camps was back and that's been for sure something that was missed last year. But at the same time, you know, like um, I was on the ice last year, last summer too, and I was working just as hard. I just think it was a little bit easier to get access to things this year. So now overall, how's training going and what are you working on uh, regarding your game uh, for this upcoming season? Yeah, this summer as uh, the training's been really good. I think that um, overall, over my past two years, that I've I've grown as a player tremendously. I think that one of, one of the big things I was focusing on this summer was just to get faster and stronger. And I know that's super broad, but it um, just like increasing my speed and just being able to get up the ice and have the stamina to you know play like at the high school level. It's it's a it's a big jump for younger girls, and even me being a senior, like it's it's a fast paced game and just increasing my speed was a, was a huge thing that I wanted to improve on. And then, you know, getting stronger. I would just, I I love to get, you know, that 85 mile per hour slap shot off from the point, you know, (laughs) hopefully I'll get there. But yeah, that's, that's been huge. What's been the fastest shot you've had so far this summer? Oh gosh. I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, measure it, but I know um, one of my teammates, Rory Gilday, she last, last summer, the summer before, I think she clocked in at 80 or 85 somewhere on that. It was insane. (laughs) I think the fastest shot that I ever had was like 65, 70 miles an hour. So because the training that I did when I was playing was like, they really cared about how hard your shot was because yeah. they it was very important. So I was just curious what your uh, training was like regarding that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I want to say it's maybe around 75, maybe 70 or yeah, 70, 75, maybe. <laughs> That's super fast though when you think about it because that's like a car going down the highway. Yeah. Like that's pretty fast. If uh, I just think that's pretty cool. And if you get up to 80, then goalies in the Minnesota should watch out because I don't think they're stopping that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> now, is that the area of your in-game you think you need to improve on the most heading into next season or is it something else that you might have not mentioned? Um, yeah, I think that just like moving along the point is something I can always improve on, you know, like, I like getting shots blocked from the point is something I hate personally, you know, it's just, it's, it's something, you know, that's preventable that I just gotta get my eyes up and keep shooting and just shooting hard. I feel like, like, I feel like I do shoot pretty hard, but I want to shoot harder. And that's just something that, that I'm determined to do. And, you know, in the defensive zone, like just getting my toes up ice and getting my feet moving. It's, it's so much, it's just, it's crazy how, you know, like once you, like once I wheel the net and get my feet up ice, it, how much more like options and things I can do, you know, cause then I can either skate it or pass it, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm flat footed, like there's, mm-hmm. there's no way of, you know, making good play. So. Now let's start off talking about the beginning of your hockey career and work all the way up to where you are now with Minnetonka. So you're from Minnesota. Um, what's it like growing up there and how'd you start playing hockey? Yeah. Um, you know, Minnesota, you know, we're the state of hockey and it's, it's just hockey, hockey, hockey here. I mean, in my family too, I have uh, two siblings and they both play hockey, but 
my dad put me in skates when I could walk and believe it or not, I hated it at first. And, um, I did, I hated the gear. I hated the cold, everything. And then I didn't start playing again until I think it was six or seven. And then I just fell in love, you know, and my dad's a hockey coach. So it's just, it's been in my family forever. And, um, it's, you know, it's something that I, I couldn't not do. So, uh, yeah, I just fell in love with the game and, and just became so much more passionate about it at a younger age. Um, but yeah, just in Minnesota, it's it, it's a different feeling. You know, I have friends out east that, you know, they, they grow up and they don't have, you know, the hockey atmosphere where like at, you know, schools in high schools in Minnesota, you know, it's, you know, down south, you see it's like football, their main sport or whatever. But like in Minnesota, like one of our biggest sports is hockey. And it's just, it's crazy to me because, you know, people other people don't have that. So yeah, no, it's crazy because, like you said, down south, football is, like, the big sport, and they have a great football, like, um, I guess, community. Minnesota, it's hockey for that, which is, I think, is really cool. And it's kind of weird because in New England, I feel like there's not one sport that's, like, the big thing. It's kind of, like, everything. So there's not really, like, a big sports community like other places in the U.S. So I think it's cool, though. Hockey's my favorite sport, so I'm kind of a little jealous that you guys get to have that as your big sport. Yeah, I think that, you know, um, the biggest difference is that, you know, that in the prep schools, you know, that that's huge out east, you know, I got, again, I have a lot of friends out there that, you know, go to prep schools and do all this, like, they're not playing for their high school, and I think that's so cool that we, you know, high school hockey is so huge in Minnesota that we just, we get to play with the girls we go to school with, where out east, you know, they have their prep teams, they have their club teams, like, there's so many different teams, and they have to go forward a school, forward at a school in order to just be looked at by college coaches, and that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah, and is it cool getting to grow up with the same people that you're playing with now as a senior? Yeah, it's it it it's awesome. And uh, I played at Minnesota Maid actually growing growing up. I played there for about six or seven years. So I played with the boys, which was which was also super fun. But I didn't play start playing at Minnetonka until eighth grade. But you know that's that's still five years of my life, and I've just gotten to know these girls over the over the past five years, and it's fun. And we and I get to go to school with them. I have class with them. You know, I just know them that much better. So it helps in the locker room for sure. Do you think that's going to be the biggest transition or one of the biggest transitions for yourself heading into college because you're going to have a lot of new teammates uh, for mm-hmm. the first time in quite some time? Yeah, I think so. You know, Isla Rice Camp is one. She's from Orono. She's she's committed there now too, and we're in the same class. And she's the only one that I that I really know in my in- incoming class. And there's still a couple couple Minnesotans on the team that I know, but I'm not like you know super close with yet. But yeah, I feel like it'll definitely be a change, especially because we're we're coming from like all over the place and mm-hmm. we've grown up differently and we have different styles of hockey. But I feel like that's also like such a positive thing to just going into a new environment. And I'm so excited for it. <laughs> now, who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone in the NHL or was it a female hockey player on the national team? I would, uh, gosh, you know, Ryan Suter is someone I've always loved. I don't know why. You know, I just think, like, just the style of defense he plays. He's just so calm and so poised with the puck. And he doesn't get a lot of recognition, you know, on social media and all that. But, like, yeah, he was, you know, I have, like, five T-shirts of, of his. So, <laughs> Are you upset that he's going to Dallas uh, for this upcoming year? Yes and no. I think it was kind of kind of needed only because, you know, we were – the while they're trying to win a Stanley Cup and if that's what they got to do they got to do I don't know all all the logistics on that obviously but it'll it'll for sure be be weird seeing him in a Dallas jersey (laughs) yeah well he's getting paid a lot of money so I think he's not too worried about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a plus and you guys is it has Kirill Kaprasov been signed yet I know I saw that he was going to get like a nine million dollar contract but I don't know if that's a yeah 
I don't know if that's official either. I saw that, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm really hoping it is just because mm -hmm. it sucked losing, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. $9 million. That's, that's awesome to play that's hockey crazy. for one after one rookie season. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. So I wish I was that good enough. That'd be pretty cool to make that money playing hockey. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> now coming into your first year um, with the varsity team at Minnetonka, just talk about the process of making it onto the team and what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to high school hockey? Yeah, going into tryouts, I, I knew there wasn't a lot of room. We had, I think it was 11 seniors that year. There was, there's one D spot, one forward spot, you know, and that was, and that was my goal, you know, all summer was to work towards that D spot. And uh, my teammate, my co-captain now, Grace Sidora, she took that forward spot and we kind of went into it together. She's a grade younger than me, but we kind of did that together. I couldn't try out until I was a sophomore just because of our coaching change and all of that. But yeah, I was just, I was just really determined. And, you know, my sister was a senior and it was just, you know, I had to be on that team. I had to play with Lisa and, and I was just, that much that much more determined and then I once I made the team um I didn't play right away I had I think it was six or seven games on JV and then played a period of varsity and you know that that got under my skin and I was like this isn't what I want you know I want to play as a sophomore and so I kept working I kept I kept pushing and you know playing under you know Maggie Nicholson Rory Gilday my sister uh Hannah Baskin those are all big names and it was it was a lot of pressure, but at the same time, it pushed me to be a better hockey player. And I really think that my sophomore year, I just, I grew that much more. And when um, Rory and Maggie went to Slovakia to play um, in the under 18, on the under 18 team, uh, they were gone for, I think it was four games. And then I got, I got pulled up uh, for full time. So I got to play all of our city, which was super exciting, but also super nerve wracking. But yeah, so I played four games, um, full varsity and, that just from there it was it was crazy and we went um luckily we went 4-0 without them but then um then we got back and then we had or they got back we had some players out and then I had to play forward so then I that's when I had never played forward before I mean when I was little but really had it and then yeah so then the, I just got to you know learn how to play forward the right way during in high school and I really think that helped my game tremendously. But again, playing under those big names, you know, like with Lacey Martin too, it's just, just learning from those girls and looking up to them, I think helped help my game tremendously. So. Yeah, no, what'd you learn from those defensemen that you just mentioned and how has that helped you um, heading into your senior year? Because Rory Gilday is a very good defenseman to learn from, especially um, <laughs> as a, as a sophomore in high school. Yep. Yeah. You know, for sure. I think like a leadership piece is a huge thing. I learned just like just learning from uh, the set, two sets of captains before me, just learning, you know, how, how to control the team, how to, how to lead a team. And that, that was huge just um, coming up for, for this season, but also, you know, defensively just, you know, like shoot the puck that that's something that Maggie and Rory do very well. And Hannah and Lisa, for example, like they all do it so well. And that was, you know, I didn't want to have this, you know, weak shot from the point, this little sophomore, but that, you know, I just had to live up to that. And it, again, it really, really helps me uh, grow. So. And how did playing on JV motivate you um, that season to make it to the varsity team full time and just talk about going back and forth from JV to varsity on that season? Yeah, you know, it was hard. You know, I made the team initially and then coach brought me and was like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to start you at JV. And then I was like, Oh, you know, it was kind of like, 
like, oh, what do I do now? But but I just went out there and I played, you know. And girls on JV, they were my age, so I had played with them, so I knew them, which was which was fun. I got to still skate with them, and yeah, just you know, having having the varsity team come watch you before, and like you're on JV, and it's like, oh, you know, you kind of have that feeling. But it just it just made me work ten times harder. I'm like, I want to play at seven o'clock, you know. I don't want to be playing at five anymore. So. Mm -hmm. that's awesome and under the lights too at seven that's there's no feeling like it so I totally agree with you on that now what was the biggest improvement you made from your game uh, that season and then obviously heading into your senior year now when you look back at your time uh, with Minnetonka just talk a little bit more about the development you've made as a player uh, from your first yeah I think just you know this isn't a, a physical thing but my confidence I think that 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 really helped my game you know again playing under those those big names just help my confidence grow and then learning to have fun. You know, I learned just over this past season, when I have fun, when I'm on the ice, I'm playing that much better when I'm stressed. And when I'm, when I'm, you know, mad about a play and when I'm thinking about past shifts, that's when I start to crumble, when I start to play, play worse. And just, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a sport, you know, we're supposed to, we're, it's, we should have fun. And that's just my mentality going into a lot of it. And I mean, not in a way that, you know, like take this lightly or just to have fun because that's, that's the whole goal and all of it. So those are two big things that I think I've, I've grown on. And just like maturity and leadership, I think that has something I've uh, grown since my sophomore year too. Yeah, no, confidence is a big part of hockey that I think a lot of people don't realize because confidence is so easy to lose, but it's so yes. hard to gain. And it's such a big part of the game as well. So that's like an important aspect of the game that I think most players don't realize. So that's yeah. good that you learn how to um, do that in high school. So when you head into mm-hmm. college, it's something you don't have to really think about too much. Yeah. Now, I'm not from Minnesota, so just talk a little bit about the Minnesota high school hockey scene and what's it like being a player at that in that atmosphere, especially during the state championship, just because watching the YouTube videos, it's pretty awesome um, to see just the whole crowd and just the whole scenery that comes with that event. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, I've gotten the opportunity to play with it, play in it the, my past two years, and they're both very different. Yeah, so my sophomore year, it was our, our first game at the X was packed. We were playing Rozo and we had a huge student section. It was at one, one o'clock. So everyone wanted to go because everyone wanted to get out of school, you know, and it, it was crazy. And I could, I could not explain to you. I mean, I can, but <laughs> you know, the boys, like they, they filled that place and that would be, that would be super cool. We don't fill the place, but, um, but it's been, it's, it's come pretty close and it's just crazy just to see. I feel like it brings, brings us Minnesotans together. Everybody looks forward to, to the high school state hockey tournament, especially the boys, but even more the girls now. Um, the state championship my sophomore year, it was Andover and Edina. We had lost Andover, but that place was almost packed, which is super cool to see just how, how much women's hockey has grown over the past. I think it's what, 26 years that high school hockey has been, girls high school hockey has been a thing. And yeah, it, it's, it's really undescribable, but at the same time, like it, it's a once in a lifetime, lifetime opportunity that, you know, not a lot of people get to do, get to plan. So. How do you handle the nerves of playing at an NHL rink? Cause that's for me myself. Cause it looks like you guys get to be in the locker rooms. Obviously you're on the benches as well. It seems like mm-hmm. it's a lot to take in, especially as a sophomore. Yeah, no, it, it was. And uh, I walked in there and it was, you know, well, from, from the beginning and we got to be in the locker rooms and then we got to be on 45 TV for the, for the semifinals, which was super cool. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going out every other shift or every shift, but 
I, I, I did play and um, it, it was crazy, you know, and again, having my sister alongside me just to kind of show me the ropes. She played the year prior um, at the X, but yeah, it's very hot in there. And that's <laughs> something that I've learned over the past uh, two years that inside the X, it's very hot. And especially wearing masks last year, that was, that was a struggle just going into a super hot rink. And then the, the boards are super bouncy too. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but you have to adjust. It's for sure a different rink and then it's quiet. You know, like I'm a very loud person on the ice. I like to yell, I like to shout. And it's it's even harder when it's a super quiet rink when there's not fans in there because of COVID last year. So that that was that was a huge adjustment too. But but you know, again, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So Yeah, no, I feel like a lot of those NHL ranks have bouncy boards because when the uh, hockey's championship is played at the T D Garden, that's like one of the things that the analysts always say is just how lively the boards are. So it's just crazy. I feel like it's an NHL rank thing just because there's so much events that are happening at that place that make it Yeah, and I and I think I think there's something on it where you know, they want to keep the play moving and they want it to be mm-hmm. be good or something. I don't know. I think that they're they're designed to be bouncier just so players can get the puck off the boards easier. Now, one thing about the state tournament that I found interesting, um, and it's a little bit different uh, from the girls' side, from the boys' side, is how the boys have the hockey hair team. And I think w- one girl did win it a few years ago, Carly Bean. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just want to ask you, can you win the ho- be on the hockey hair team and reference this podcast? Just do a hair flip for college hockey. <laughs> you know, I'll think about it. we got to make it to state first, but I'll mm-hmm. for sure think about it. <laughs> well, if that does happen, you have, you have to do it, and you got to shout us out on that, please. Yeah. <laughs> that will be good publicity for the podcast as well well yes for sure awesome so we'll be looking for that um if that happens so just i just had to mention that to you just because i yeah. found it odd that it's mostly uh guys hockey players that win that all hockey hair team so i feel like yeah. it would be for yourself to be in part be with some of those names yeah now you're obviously going to be a senior this year and looking at your team it seems like there's going to be a lot of new faces you were mentioning some of the, the defensemen um, all those defensemen have graduated by now. And then also your goaltender, Bryn Dulac, won't be playing for the team this year. So what's it going to be like having a lot of uh, new faces on that decor this year? Yeah, it's 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 we're going to miss some for sure. But this year, I think is going to be like no other. I think we have we have a lot of girls coming in and, you know, the younger girls, we have a lot of talent. And if this is a year to win it, we're going to do it. And I think we can. I think we have all all of the all the ammo and all the talent to do it. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like, like you said, well, losing Bryn is, it's going to be a tough one, but we have a really good, really good senior goaltender her named Sophia Johnson. And I've grown up, you know, I played with her for five years now. She's, she's my, my class and she's, you know, she's lights out too. So it'll, it'll be different, you know, for sure with, um, with new faces, but uh, we didn't lose a lot of forwards. So mm-hmm. and we lost us too. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah, no, and goalie, I feel like it's the toughest position to play just because you have to deal with the crowd noise a little more than the players have to. Um, Is Sophie used to that? I'm just curious. Yeah, you know, she plays really well under pressure. That's something that – that's you know is is crazy about her she um she was on my final 54 team this summer and she's on my elite league team right now and she just plays so well under pressure and she's so calm and in our state championship and u15s my um my freshman year you know she she played lights out it was zero zero and double overtime we lost in double overtime but she's she keeps us in she keeps us in a lot of games so what type of leadership do you want to bring as a senior? Are you more of a vocal leader or a lead by example type of player? I'm definitely a vocal leader. I, I'm going to hold everyone accountable. You know, this, again, like I said, like I want to win a state championship and I believe this is the team to do it. Um, 
it's yeah, vocal leadership and you're just making sure the whole team is staying positive and we're including people. Inclusion is a huge thing. You know, we're one big team, we're one big family. And that's that's just a huge part. It's just staying positive on the bench in the locker room and you know, just keep keep the keep the ball moving and just win every game. Well, speaking of being a senior, I know this is a bit off topic, but how has your school year gone so far? And what senior activity are you looking forward to the most? I'm curious because I never really got to do any of mine because I'm a 2020 grad, so it all got canceled. Okay. Yeah, um, I this is my fourth day of school today, so uh, it's been it's been fun so far. We've gotten to do a lot of a lot of things, and football games is one one thing that I love to go to. I love getting getting loud and having a lot of school spirit. Um, and just, you know, being at football games, I think they're so fun. And it was, it, it was crazy. Our last, our first football game was last week and it, the stands were packed and it was just so cool to see after not having it last year. And, you know, me being a freshman and sophomore, my, my first two years, you know, kind of being, you know, not getting, not knowing what it's like being a senior and then, you know, just kind of getting thrown in the mix this year. Um, but yeah, you know, looking forward to homecoming and, you know, things, dances like that. Um, we did senior sunrise this morning, which was super fun. But yeah, just all the senior activities that we get to do, and just all of them, we're looking forward to it. Nice, yeah, now what's the student section like at Minnetonka? What's the best chant for the football team? Oh gosh, you know, our our um, our motto is do the right thing, represent us well. So we don't get too uh, too aggressive with it, but you know, just Tonka Tonka, stuff like that. I don't, I don't know, I don't really think we have the best one, but we mm-hmm. like to go bananas, that's a big one. I heard from Minnetonka that you guys wear the overalls at the football games. What's yep. that all about, like the stripes? Yeah. Yes, we have overalls. They are blue and white striped, and that's, you know, not a lot of schools do it. I, I realize now that not a lot of schools do it. But, yeah, that's one thing all, all seniors that are in the stands, um, most are mostly all the girls and then some guys wear them too. So. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I don't know yeah. if I could pull off those uh, overalls, though. So I don't know if I would be wearing it, but I think most people probably could. Yeah, they're definitely not the best fashion choice, but they're super fun. So That's awesome. Well, hopefully you enjoy those senior events. Uh, that sounds super fun. So especially the homecoming, since it seems like that's the one you're looking forward to the most. Yeah, that's that's in a couple of weeks and it'll be fun. You know, just again, getting our senior class together. I feel like just over the past two weeks that we bonded like, you know, it's, it's weird. We didn't get much bonding time last year and we just really come. We've really come together as a class. And yeah, it'll be fun. Now, last year, let's talk a little bit about that. Your team had to deal with a lot of challenges because of the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. What was the key for yourself for dealing with all those challenges, whether it was in the classroom or on the rink? Yeah, um, to start, like, in the classroom, I'm a very social person. I love being around my friends. And it was hard at the beginning uh, of the school year, for sure, not being in person. Um, uh, but, you know, like, I, I get all my work done and that's, that's good, I guess. But yeah, just not being in school was really hard. And then, then d- during the season, um, everybody started to go back, start, uh, started to get the opportunity to go back to school and us, us hockey girls didn't and the boys too, but you know, we, we decided to stay home just because we didn't want to, you know, say, Oh, we get a phone call. You have to be out for two weeks. You know, that, that would really suck for the hockey season. So I couldn't, you know, everyone got to go back and get to do the hybrid stuff and then eventually go back full time. And I didn't get to do that, which was really, really hard. But on the hockey side of everything, um, our home games were much different, to be honest with you. We still got to get there an hour, hour and a half beforehand. You know, we were wearing masks, obviously, but 
Um, but it wasn't much different. And our away games were a little bit different. You know, at, at Benilde, for example, we had to, you know, get dressed beforehand. We couldn't, we couldn't ride buses. Those are all big things that we missed out on and that, you know, the seniors especially missed out on, which, which I know was tough for them. But, you know, not taking anything for granted was a huge, a huge thing that was said in our locker room. You know, it, it could get shut down any second. And, you know, we got, we got the opportunity to have a state tournament where the fall sports didn't. And just, yeah, with when it comes to school or hockey, not taking anything for granted was, was a huge uh, learning point from last year. Yeah, no, and obviously fans were allowed at a minimum capacity. Um, how'd you adjust to not having as many fans in the stadium as you're used to? Yeah, to be honest, you know, we don't, we don't get a whole ton of fans. It's girls hockey and, and we don't, but at the same time, it, it still felt pretty normal. Our section final um, against Holy Family was, was pretty packed. I don't know how, how that happened, but it was, back was almost full. So, um, but for the state tournament, yeah, that one, that one was a little bit different. There was only parents were allowed and it was, it was um, very, very quiet, like I said before. And, and this year it was span uh, over across the time of two weeks. So we played, I think it was Saturday and then we didn't play till the next uh, Thursday. So it was kind of, it was kind of weird with the uh, timing with all that. Cause they mixed in the boys with that too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very different. Was it weird being a home dresser? Because I did that when I was like a squirt, but I feel like it'll be, it's kind of weird to do it as a high schooler. Yeah, no, it, we started way back in the, the summer last year and just home dressing or getting dressed in the parking lot, which which for girls is just a little bit questionable, but, you know, and especially when it got to winter time, it's like, you know, we're, we're in, you know, zero degrees, negative 10 degree weather. And it's like, why are we getting dressed outside? You know, mm -hmm. we get sick from that, but it, it was, yeah, it was, it was weird to be home dressing, but we just got used to it. And for state two, we couldn't get, couldn't get dressed at the X. We had to get dressed at Pagel and Red Bus, which, which I feel like was very weird and very different. So. Did you, did you have the chance to drive like in your gear at all or no? Yeah, that was that was to Benilde. We we all got ready at uh, at Pagel together in the locker room, and then we took like I think it was like five or six cars. You know, I packed I think it was four freshmen in the back of my car legally, legally. But <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, just driving my gear, not the safest, but you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, I think you look pretty cool though with all your practice stuff on, probably or yeah. game gear on. I think that's just gotta be weird though. Just like it's probably super hot in there with all that stuff, and you have to adjust oh, yeah. your seat definitely. Super hot, and then with your breezers on, you're like you're sitting up higher, and it's just mm -hmm. it's weird. <laughs> well, also, and then another thing is, um, we were saying like how you had to dress in the parking lot. How'd you deal with the winter time? Because Massachusetts, I think people don't give us enough credit how cold it can get in the wintertime. We get a ton of blizzards yeah. occasionally, but I know in Minnesota, it's a whole new level. How do you deal with that? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, this winter we didn't, we, we started where we stopped getting dressed in the locker room. I think it was, I don't know, by November, a little bit in December. I don't, maybe not. I don't entirely remember, but yeah, it, I mean, it gets cold. like, it's 50 degrees out right now. It like gets cold really early. So it's Ooh. like, for, for a Lee League, like in, the, in October, we were getting dressed outside and, you know, it's nobody's fault, but it's like, come mm -hmm. on, you know, we're, we're teenage girls getting dressed outside. It's, it's, I don't know, it, it sucked, but we, we, we got through it. <laughs> it's 50 degrees in September right now there. Uh, I think it's like 56. That's oh, what wow. Maybe 60. Maybe it's we got 75 right now. So that's why I think it's, that's very, very different. So yeah, no, it gets cold up here, but you people don't realize yeah. how colder it is um, in Minnesota. Cause I had a music teacher who was from Minnesota and he's like, you guys have yeah. no idea how different it is. It, it snows all the time. 
No, it snows all the time. And, and just thinking back to June, the last couple of weeks of school, we had 90 degrees one day and then maybe like 60 the next. It, it goes up and down. Like, mm-hmm. I think tomorrow is supposed to be like 75. So it's it's crazy. And we'll get maybe like, well, we, we'll probably get a 70 degree weather in the beginning of October. Yeah, and then the next day it'll be 50 degrees. It's it's all over the place, you know. And then there's lots of construction going on right now, too. So that's, that adds adds into all of it. But <laughs> Yeah, no, construction, at least here in New England, has been horrible. They're just, every time you go on the highway, it's just, there's all, they're always working on something. I don't know what it is. It just, I've been like eight years old and they're still doing the same projects. I don't know what yep. <laughs> Yeah, for so, sure. Talk about last season for a little bit. Uh, your team made it all the way to the state semifinals against your biggest rival, Adina. And however, you didn't win the state championship. You lost in that semifinal game. So what was the biggest thing you learned from last season? Um, yeah, I think, again, like I said uh, earlier, just like learning how positivity and how, how big that is on the bench and how far uh, it can take a team. I think that you can have all the, all the talent in the world, but when it comes down to team chemistry, if you don't have that, you know, you don't, you don't have anything. And that, that was just huge last year, just, just keeping everyone positive and keeping, keeping the team chemistry going. I think that that's something that I learned tremendously and, you know, over the past couple of years, you know, I don't know what it is. It's just been a thing. We play Edina lightly and it's like, we, we, we have a great section final against Holy Family. And then I feel like, you know, me included, you know, we're, I mean, we're kind of scared of Edina and that's just, that's just been a thing growing up and it, and it needs to stop, honestly. <laughs> like we gotta, we need to win a state championship, mm-hmm. but yeah. And just, you know, learning that, you know, we can't, we can't be scared of Edina anymore. <laughs> No, don't be scared of them. They're just players like yourself. So that's yep. what you have to think about. Is it Dino like the team that you feel like, like once you beat them, you you're, you feel like you're going to be super confident potentially going in that championship game that you have the game? Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, Andover's up there too. They're, they're a great program. And Edina is obviously a fantastic program. And, um, but yeah, you know, if we, if we do beat them, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be huge. So. That, that's the team that we would want to be in the state championship. Yeah, I know. I heard they're like your biggest rival. That's what your sister was telling me. And like, I was like, yeah, no, I think the jerseys for a diner are cool. And then she's just like, nope, like the blue for Minnetonka is nope. always going to be the jersey. So it's, I, it's pretty crazy how like, uh, how big of a rival they are. Uh, Adina is to everyone, not just Minnetonka though. Cause I was talking to a player from a and he said like, yeah, no one, we're like one of the most hated schools in the state. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's something that a lot of people from out of state don't know that, you know, in every sport, in every sport, you know, no one likes Edina. It's because they're good, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, I have a lot of friends from Edina and, you know, I love them all to death, but, you know, we don't we don't like you as a team. It's it's just because they're that good. And yeah. that, that's why people don't like them. But, um, but yeah, you know, Edina has a lot of rivals for, against them, you know, like there are rivals, but then I'd say, you know, another one would be EP. EP is a big one that over the past couple of years, there's, huge section opponent and then recently holy family we beat them um the section final last year and they didn't graduate one senior so it'll they played us pretty well so it'll be it'll be fun to play them again this year hopefully in sections yeah just talk a little bit about that semifinal game though against Adina and what happened because it seems like offensively you know your team couldn't find uh, what worked and then Adina mm-hmm. they had like a week off it looked like do you think that um gave them some sort of advantage um heading into that yeah game? Yeah, I think for sure, like, in order, like, if we were to win that game, I think we needed to have scored first. I think that, you know, just that first, that first goal was just kind of like, oh, you know, like, we, we were hyping ourselves up all week. We're like, we got this, like, we can do this, and we could have, you know, and it's just, I feel like that first goal, just, that, that was just like a punch to the gut, and I feel like uh, we, we had a good battle here and there, but 
overall, you know, that was obviously not our best hockey. And that, that's, that's something that, you know, hurts looking back is like, we so could have played better than that, but you know, it is what it is. And that's, and you learn from it. So. Now, how are you going to use that game heading into next year? And what are your goals and expectations uh, for next year, your final year, the last dance as they might call it um, for your hockey career? Yeah, it's for sure motivation. You know, losing in the semifinals two years in a row is is pissing me off right now, to be honest with you. And it's just like, I don't want to lose the semifinals anymore. I want to get to a state championship and I want to win. And uh, again, you know, I'm keep saying it, but positivity is just the, is just a huge thing for us in our locker room and you're playing as a family. And like I said, I think we have all the talent in the world. So I think we can do it. That's awesome. Well, I totally believe that your team can do it. I don't, we don't get the state tournament here on the East coast, but I'll definitely be following on social media and rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now let's change the subject a little bit and not talk about that semifinal game. That's making you upset. And let's do a good memory. <laughs> you recently committed uh, to sacred heart uh, for college hockey. I just want to first off, congratulate you on that. That's super awesome accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you. Just talk a little bit about the recruitment process to sacred heart. What was that like, especially during a pandemic where you couldn't really talk to schools for quite some time? Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. You know, my, um, at the end of my sophomore year, we, that was, uh, that was when COVID started, you know, COVID, COVID started March of my sophomore year. And um, it was hard, you know, it was June 13th, you know, that's when coaches can start contacting me. And then I was, I was talking to quite a few schools and, and then everything was still shut down. Coaches couldn't watch me. You know, a lot of coaches were like, we're not going to make any decisions based on film. And I'm like, you know what, like, I don't blame you. I don't think I would either. And um, it was hard. I couldn't go look at schools, uh, and they were they weren't really making any decisions. And then with the fifth year um, being being available to to those seniors, and then to the seniors afterwards, it, it just like pushed everything back. And especially like towards the end of my season this year, a lot of a lot of schools are are wanting like the PG, the post grad year, you know, playing U nineteen's year, and then coming in the year after. And that's and that's something that I wasn't really you know wasn't really wanting to do I want to get to school and I want to study you know like there's there's a really slim chance of me playing pro hockey so it's like um but but I still want to you know I still want to play division one hockey and then it was um in the spring I, I reached out to Sacred Heart and at first Coach O'Malley was like you know like we'll, we'll look at you for sure we're gonna give you know everybody the same opportunity um so I sent some film over and, and he called me right before, right before national camp and was like, you know, we don't really have room for you. You know, it was, it's just the room and they had, I think it was like 30 girls on the roster and, you know, and like the PG thing was, was an option, but I didn't know entirely if I wanted to do that. And then after camp, I, um, a couple of days after camp, that's when I went out to Boston and I was touring, I toured four schools and I spent, I spent six hours on Sacred Hearts campus and I just fell in love with it, you know like for me and my family a big thing was you know seeing the seeing the schools and that's a huge thing you know I can get hurt anytime and I have to love the school I have to I have to like where I am and you know again like I can get hurt hockey can end and I just need to I just need to love where I am and they need to have what, like what I want to study there was a couple of schools that were really interested like hockey wise but it's just when they don't have have the things I want to study that's that's huge and you know school's school's a pretty big part of it so mm -hmm. but yeah like I said I just I just fell in love with the campus it's it's gorgeous and the coaches too are just are just amazing and I'm so excited to play for them so so do you have to do a post-grad year before you go to Sacred Heart 
Yeah, I'm jumping right in, thankfully. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that's where I was going to get at. So after after camp, when I visited the school, I, I met Coach Malley in person, and um, they had one of their players that decided to graduate early. So then, then they had a room. Uh, room. So uh, then they, uh, Coach Victoria, she she's the assistant coach, the D coach. She uh, watched me in B-Town, and then, you know, we, we talked for a little bit after, and then, you know, that was that. It was just – you know, I can play both forward and D and that um, they like the versatility. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad it all worked out for you. What made you want to go to the East Coast versus schools in the Central? Because I know that's where your sister goes. So I was just curious mm-hmm. what made you want to go out East? Yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, I just kind of want to get out of here. I want to experience something different. Um, there's a lot more options out East for sure. I think that, um, you know, in order to play, you know, for the Gophers or for Wisconsin, you get committed pretty early. And I just, I just needed to focus elsewhere. Um, and, you know, like schools like, like Mankato and Bemidji, they're just so close to home. And that, and like St. Thomas too, it's just, I, I want to experience something different. And I think that East Coast is, I don't know, every, every time I go out there, I'm just like, like this is where I want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And I, again, like I love the campus and there's so many girls on the team that are from Minnesota that have already been so welcoming and I'm just so excited. Yeah. And also some of your former teammates with Minnetonka go to East coast school. So did mm-hmm. that help by your recruitment process? Do they say anything about what it's like being in new England and just Connecticut or Massachusetts or something like that? Yeah. You know, for sure. Like uh, Lacey's a big one, you know, just, she, she loved, she loves Boston and that's, that's just like really, you know, you know, comforting to me that she, you know, she loves where she is and um, like she was, you know, before her senior season, she was so excited to get to Boston and like just knowing that she loved it, it was, was comforting. And uh, Rory and Bryn are at Cornell and I know they're having a blast um, uh, skating with, uh, with our team and stuff. So it, it is, it's, and then they're, they're not that far away. They're, you know, only like two hours or so. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I like going to UConn hockey games and they obviously play Sacred Heart occasionally. Yeah. So you might be seeing me in the stands in a couple of years. So <laughs> now for college hockey fans that have never seen you play before, uh, just describe your game to them and what do you hope to bring to Sacred Heart um, when you get there as a freshman? Yeah, like I said, I think my versatility is something um, that's huge. I play uh, mostly D, but I got thrown in there at forward a lot this year for sections in state, which was which was super fun. You know, I didn't I didn't realize how much I love forward until I played it. But um, but yeah, versatility I think is a huge one. And then I'm loud. I talk a lot. <laughs> you know, on the ice, that's just my voice is something that you know I'm kind of raspy because I had a, I had a couple games this weekend, but. Um, but yeah, you know, my voice is something that if, if it's, if it's gone, you know, I struggle. I, I talk a lot and I call for the puck, you know, I, I direct that that's, that's a huge part of my game. And then also my leadership, I think is um, very huge, you know, being, being the captain this year, I'm just, you know, so excited, but just taking all the girls under my wing is something I love doing. Um, I coach a U14, a U14 team actually. And it's just, um, it's crazy how much that developed my game, but also, you know, just, just being with the younger girls and even, and then just learning, you know, learning from the older girls, you know, I'll be a freshman um, at SHU. So just, yeah, learning. And how do you plan to use your voice as a freshman? Because obviously you want to, you know, use it properly, but you also don't right. want to over some of the senior right. leaders that have been on the team for three to four years. Yeah. You know, um, that's, that's huge. Yeah. And, you know, just like knowing my place, that, that was something that was big my sophomore year um, at Minnetonka, you know, Grace and I were the, were the only two new players uh, and so too, but um, 
but yeah, you know, just like knowing your place, knowing when the right, right time, you know, to speak is, you know, there's, there's some things, you know, you just don't say in the locker room as a freshman or as a sophomore. And that's that playing at a young age at Minnetonka really has helped me, you know, prepare for college and, you know, know what to say and what not to say in the locker room. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I've, I'm surprised it took me this long to mention her during the podcast, but your sister was on College Hockey Talk a few months ago. And when I asked yeah. her about what it was like to be your sibling and play with, you during high school she gave some awesome response you know I posted it on the Instagram because I thought it was awesome so I have to ask you uh, what's it like having an older sibling and just talk about playing with uh, your older sister Lisa uh, throughout your high school career and just what she's how she's helped you throughout your hockey development yeah for sure it was it was an adjustment at first I think that you know like I said I was determined to make that team because it was my sister's senior season and I never played with her before but but we're, we're really different players I think that um you know, like playing on the same team, I learned, I learned so much from her. And it was like, uh, it was, you know, the memories I'll cherish forever. You know, not, not a lot of people get to experience playing with their siblings or with their sisters. And, and I got to do everything with her, you know, I got to go to state or not championship, state tournament with her. And, um, you know, just making those memories together. And then it was super cool, you know, for my parents just to have, have both of us in the same spot. But yeah, learning from her and learning, you know, what to do, what not to do. And just having like, having um, me under her wing. And yeah, like she was the one, you know, who told me, don't say this or say this, you know, just things like that, that not a lot of people get, get to have. Um, But yeah, just, and then with her at St. Scholastica, you know, she's having a blast up there and she had a really awesome season last year. And just watching her just like skyrocket her game too. Um playing college hockey is super cool and I'm I'm a proud sister that's awesome and was it cool to have the old little roach on your jersey your sophomore year not just the little roach <laughs> yes that was super fun you know we we got in the locker room we were like because they were all hanging up and we're like, this is, like no one else has this on their jersey you know and you know I think she was kind of like oh you know at first cause it was her senior year we got new jerseys and she had an L in front of it but it it for sure hurt when I had to take it off mm-hmm. I know she was telling me how it was so weird not seeing you at her first practice in college and how much she missed you. Was it the same for yourself going into your junior year, not, not seeing her? Yeah, 100%. I'm like, like even, even in the summer when we were like out with SCP and she wasn't out there, I, I was just like, this is weird. You know, I just, I just played all season with her and like we spent, we spent every, every day that winter together, you know, just playing and grinding. And, you know, it, it was, it was for sure for sure weird and an adjustment after afterwards so and how did she help you throughout your recruiting process uh, with college because I know she was kind of mentioning it to me during your interview how you're looking at schools did she help you at all or did she kind of just leave you on your own and try to figure it out on your own because you don't want to step yeah. in too much yeah she's she's just like she she kept me motivated you know she's like you're going d1 you're going d1 and that's that's something you know that you know and anybody can say right but she just kept me motivated and it's like she wanted it so bad for me that it just kept me kept me motivated and just seeing her seeing her love where she is makes made me want to you know make the right choice and like love where i want to go so and that that was that was that was a huge thing so and she's probably listening to this right now. So I just have to ask, do you have any message for Lisa? Um, if, um, what would you say to her right now? Oh gosh. Um, I call her every day, so <laughs> there's not much, but yeah, just, just stay focused, you know, have, have an awesome season. And uh, she just went through a coaching change, which, which I know was super hard on her. She was super close with, with her head coach with her head coach. So that's been hard for her over the past month or so, but you know, she knows what to do. Um, she, she, she plays awesome. And just, just that, that I love her. And that I'm a proud sister. 
Awesome. Well, that's a good way to end off the hockey segment of the podcast. Let's dive into the non-hockey segment or ask you some non-hockey questions. My first question to you is if you could do anything for a day, uh, what would it be and why? Oh, gosh. Um, I would definitely go surfing. You know, wake surfing is something that I love doing. Um, uh, my friend, my teammate, Lauren Mack, she she invited me on her boat quite a bit um, this summer, and I, I got to learn how to wake surf, which has been super fun. But yeah, just hang out with friends and family. That's just really chill and really basic and boring, I guess, but just something I love doing. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I'll probably do something similar. I've never wake surfed, but I've always wanted to wind surf. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's the same thing or not, but that's something I've always wanted to try. I'll probably just go, my ideal day would just go to a hockey game. That's probably a basic yeah. answer, but honestly, that's an awesome choice. <laughs> hang out with friends. So now if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? You know, I was, I was thinking about this, you know, this might be really basic too, but I would love to have lunch with Morgan Wallen. <laughs> He's my favorite singer. And uh, just, I don't know. That, that's a weird answer, but that's it. What song would you want him to play to you? All of them. Is that, is that possible? You have a, it'll be a long lunch, but I think it is possible. It'll be a very long lunch. I would say if I think he's a great artist myself, probably more surprised than me. I don't know if you've, that's one of my favorite songs by him. It was on his new album and I feel like that song yeah. doesn't get enough recognition. So that's probably my favorite one so far. Yeah. That one's awesome. I love that one. <laughs> now let's talk a little bit about your teammates. Um, who's the funniest teammate you have at Minnetonka? Oh gosh, I have a lot. You know, Kendra Distad is one that, you know, she's, she's funny, but she doesn't try to be, you know, she's just, she says, she says some things and it's just like, is that really just going out of your mouth? But it's hilarious. You know, she has a great personality and it's so much fun being around her. And then another one is, you know, Grace Sura. She's, she's just, she's just classic funny. Now, uh, who has the best style on the team besides yourself? Obviously, oh, that, you're number one, but who's number two on the team? <laughs> number two, uh, that would probably be Alex Alvarez. <laughs> Now, I guess this kind of you kind of answered this question before, but what music do you like to listen to? What fires you up before a game? Yeah, I love country music, but that's mostly in the summer. Um, before before games, you know, I know the typical like rap, but um, I really like Power by Kanye. That's a big one. Donda or Certified Lover Boy? That's a big debate going on in my group chat right now. Not Donda. I haven't listened to that much, so. Uh, I think there's some good songs in each album. I think they're both equally great. I think people don't like, yeah. I feel like people always want to say like one's better than the other. Well, I feel like they're both just good albums in my opinion. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> now back to some hockey questions. Now my first question to you is what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue a division one college hockey career? I know there's probably a lot of them on your team right now. So what advice would you give them? Yeah. You know, I think that take your time, you know, there's, there's people like me who don't, who don't commit till a month before their senior year. And you don't have to, you don't have to make your decision as, as a freshman or as a sophomore. I feel like that was a lot of pressure back, you know, like when I was a freshman and sophomore, like all, everybody around me is committing to college. And it's like, I don't even know, like, do I want to stay close to home? Do I want to go out east? But it's getting closer to like my senior year. And it's like, I, I have a pretty good grasp on, on what I'm doing, you know, and if it's not coming right away after, after your sophomore year, it's like, don't give up, you know, you still have two more years, you know? And, but also like, like email, email is a huge thing and reaching out to schools that you're interested in is huge. You know, I think that the, the stereotype here in Minnesota is that coaches and our coaches and schools are going to come to you, which really it's, you know, they want to see that you're interested in their schools. And that's something that I've learned that, you know, if I want to go play out East, I need to contact those schools. I need to ask them if they, if they want to come watch me, you know, I mean, around here, like, um, the coach of the Gopher is like, yes, of course, if, if you're, if you're an amazing hockey player, they're going to come watch you, but you know, schools out East, they don't even know your name, you know, and just getting on their radar at a young age is something that I think is huge. And that isn't, isn't said quite a lot, 
but yeah, just introducing yourself, um, introducing yourself to coaches and uh, just learn, learning how to talk to them and how to talk to adults is another huge thing and just have confidence in yourself and play your game. You know, every, everyone's playing their best when they're playing their game and they're having fun. So. Yeah, I think they changed the recruiting rules where like you can, once you're a junior in high school, you can start talking to teams like officially. I heard that yeah. somewhere. Is that true? Because I know it's, some players in Minnesota. Yeah, can... it, it's the rule changed right as, uh, right before my sophomore year. So it was, it's now it's um, right after your sophomore year. So it's like June 13th. I don't know the exact date, but then that's when college coaches can start talking to you and having conversations with you. So. So like this recruiting cycle is the class of 2023, then next summer will be the class of 2024. Is that how it works? This, this summer will be uh, 2024. So oh, last yeah. summer was 23s. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. No, I was just curious. I'm not really, I don't know too much about the recruiting process. So I was just yeah. curious about how it works. Now, yeah, there's plenty of girls. There's plenty of girls on my team that right now that probably would be committed if, if it wasn't for the world. So, mm-hmm. any uh, future uh, commits for 2023? Like, are, are there people looking at schools right now? I know you don't have to say. Yeah, I know it, for sure. So. No, <laughs> I know. Like, like I said, a lot, a lot of these girls that aren't committed. You know, Grace Sidera, um, Lindsay Avar is a huge one. Um, uh, Kendra Dista, Lauren Goldsworthy, Lauren Mack. She's she's going to be a freshman. She played as an eighth grader last year, but Lauren Carl, uh, they're Lily Schaefer. They're all girls that definitely, definitely can play college hockey. And then Sophia Johnson too, my goalie. She, um, she's a senior still looking to play, but I know like, you know, she has a, she has a lights out season. She'll, she'll be where she wants to. So. Now what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion? I'm curious to hear your perspective on it because it seems like it's grown a little bit, at least in the high school hockey scene in Minnesota, but how should it, what what would you do to help grow it more um, nationally here in the U S yeah, you know, I think that's, that's kind of a tough question, but I think that um, over the past year, I think they've done, they've done a little bit better, but you know, just kind of broadcasting it and advertising it a little bit more. I think that people don't realize how, how good the women's game actually is, especially at the national level. Um, like the, the women's national national tournaments and stuff. And uh, I can't remember what tournament was this um, this winter, but I think it was the under 20 team or it was, or it was the world championships. That's what it was. You know, the boys got to play and the girls didn't. It was kind of like, like, why do they, why do you make all like these accommodations for the men and the, and the women don't get to do it. But, but yeah, you know, just advertising it more and, and, you know, NHL network, I know they've been showing, they've been showing some games, which are super cool, but just, just keep, keep on that. And then, and then another big thing is um, with the, with the state tournament, um, the boys, you know, they get 45 TV for all their games and the girls don't. And I get, I get the boys make more money. I get, I get all of that, but, you know, it'd be cool to have us on 45 mm-hmm. TV for our quarterfinals too. So. Yeah, I know there was a lot of conversation about that because there's an outdoor game that's happening and I know a lot of Minnesota's like um high schools are playing in it and like only yeah. one girls game I think is being broadcast. So that's yeah, like that's reading about. Yeah, that's Hockey Day Minnesota. That's um uh last year they didn't have it, but two years ago it was um in Minneapolis and the uh, Blake girls played against, oh, I can't remember, Minneapolis, that's what it was. Blake and Minneapolis played against each other, and they didn't get broadcasted, but, you know, all the boys, Blake team and um, Lane played, and they got to get broadcasted. So it's, again, it's like all the publicity and stuff, and I understand, like, you know, it's obviously men's sports make more than women's sports, and that's a huge part of it, you know. But, you know, Hockey Day Minnesota this year, it's Edina and Andover. Like, those are two really good programs, and, you know, I, I would want to watch that on TV, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that should be fun. It's also the Winter Classics in Minnesota next. Yep. Um, is that where it's going to be played in the Twin Stadium ballpark? It is, yes. It's going to be played at the Twin Stadium. But Hockey Day Minnesota is in Mankato this year. So they're, they're two oh, different okay. things. But, but yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, no, that, that should be a fun winter classic. Um, I just saw the Wild release their jersey, so it looks pretty cool. So I'm excited because they didn't have one last year. Yeah, yeah, it's it, their jerseys are kind of cool. They're, they're kind of interesting, but it'll be fun to see them play. I think the Blues jerseys are better. I hate to break it to you. I know you're probably a Wild fan, but I thought they looked nicer than the Wild jerseys, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. That's, you know, the – the wild ones are not awful, but they're they're interesting with the with the brown breezer covers and or breezers and the and the gloves for sure. But yes, I'm a wild fan, but it's really hard to be a be a Minnesota sports fan at the moment. Yeah, I know, especially with the tough loss with the Vikings. But hey, you never know. I think the Twins have potential. They have some good young players coming. Um, I know I was working for a baseball team and. Uh, one of our players got drafted by the Twins, so maybe you'll see him one day. Oh, really? so That's awesome. I, I hope uh, yeah. Minnesota sports uh, gets better because I think, I don't know, especially for hockey, I think it's interesting how the NHL team hasn't been as successful as it should be in the past, like, 15 years. Right, and, you know, I'm in the state of hockey, and we've we've never won a, uh, a Stanley Cup, so that, that's that's hard. And then then the Vikings, too, you know, it's – it's it, I've just, like, learned to, learned to watch football and learned to love football over the past couple years, and it's like, you know – Going when when I started like learning and understanding football, you know, my dad's like, "Don't don't be a Vikings fan. Like, you can't be a Vikings fan." And it's like now every single Sunday I'm watching the Vikings, and it's just you know it's, disappointment. Yeah, disappointment. You know, I, I was yelling at the TV a little bit yesterday. I could, <laughs> I, was, I was watching the Patriots game yesterday. Big Pat's guy, a little bit different than the Vikings. Um, you have a little more happiness uh, when you're a Patriots fan. It feels like than some other teams, especially in the past yep. um, ten years. But with Tom Brady yeah. leaving, it's a little different. But I'm excited for Mac Jones uh, for this upcoming season, and he looked good. Yeah even though they lost. So we'll see what happens. With that. Well, do you have any shout outs um, before the interview ends? Just any of your family members, teammates, friends, anyone in particular? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. My parents, you know, they, they've done so much for me. It's, it's incredible. And, you know, putting up with my crabbiness after hockey is, is a big thing. And then, you know, my dad has had such a huge part in my development that I can't thank him enough for pushing me at a young age. Um, and then my siblings too, Trent and Lisa, they, um, they might not love me at times or not like me at times, but you know, they, they're, they're very supportive too. And then, then friends, friends, um, are, are very supportive and I love them to that. But then also I have a friend out East in Massachusetts. Her name's Sophie Ensley. She's, uh, she's going to play college hockey at Harvard. So, oh wow. yeah, she, I met her at national camp and you know, we were, we were best friends instantly. So. Awesome. Well, shout out to you, Olivia, for coming on the podcast. It really means a lot to me. I really appreciate your time. Enjoy your senior year. Um, I enjoy those events as well, because when they're taken away from you, you really learn to appreciate them. But I look forward to watching you play with Sacred Heart in the next uh, year. And just an unbiased opinion, but you're already my favorite freshman from the class of 2026. So I don't know if they sell um, those jerseys for the, what's it called, since the NIL rule has been in place. But if they do, I'll totally buy a Olivia LaRoche Sacred Heart jersey. So I just want to let you know that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. <laughs>
another chance Loving you is all I wanted I'm wide open for a love affair Girl, when you're looking like that Closer, closer I'ma get closer to you, yeah Got me, baby Got me hooked on you once again Damn, girl.